And so we ended up renting an RV, moved into that for three months and drove 10,000 miles around the country, just visiting college campuses. What we found out was that with our recent background as students, it was much easier for us to build kind of a consumer solution. You're listening to The First 1000, a podcast that explores the journey from coming up with a product to building the thing, pre-launching it, launching it, and getting your first 1000 true fans. If you don't know why I'm doing this or why you should be listening, go back to the introducing episode in season one. My name is Matt Quinn. I'll be here with you on this journey. Let's jump in. Okay, so this week we have... Justin Potts from Avenify, and Avenify is an income share agreement marketplace. People in the US call that an ISA. I'm tempted not to call that an ISA because that's something else in the UK, but it's an income share agreement marketplace, which means that the crowd can, in theory, come together and crowdfund for someone's degree, and then they will pay back those funds once they're earning a certain amount of money, and it comes out of their paycheck. It doesn't accumulate interest. It just has a, a, like a fixed fee to it normally and uh, it saves someone's credit score and basically will avoid saddling them with a ton of debt. Uh, Now I'm trying new headphones out this week, so if the sound is way off, make sure you tweet me at mqsley, M-Q-S-L-E-Y on Twitter. And let's jump in. Justin, great to have you here. Yeah, today we've got Justin from Avenify. Justin, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I'm really, really excited to dive into how Avenify works and your story. I'd love to start just by you giving us a, a small elevator pitch on what Identify is and does. Yeah, for sure. And first of all, thanks thanks for having me. Uh, excited excited to be on. Um, yeah, so Identify is a uh, is an alternative to student loans, uh, and so we enable students to finance their education debt free, uh, no credit score, cosigner, or collateral required. Very cool. So how, like, what, what's your background? How did you kind of come to founding this company? Yeah, so I guess, I guess if you take it kind of all the way back, um, I started kind of building apps and websites on the weekends uh, in like sixth grade uh, with my dad. Um, and so that's kind of how I got my start to programming. Um, and throughout high school, I started getting more into kind of side projects and trying to find uh, problems that me and my friends were having and, and building products uh, around those. Um, and then I ended up going to uh, the University of Oklahoma for a little bit, was working on a startup there, uh, and then ended up moving out to SF, uh, joining Product Hunt, and then joining Republic, uh, which is an equity crowdfunding platform. Uh, and while I was at Republic, I learned a lot about alternative financing, especially around uh, uh, startups, obviously. Um, and I think part of what really drew me to Republic was their mission of democratizing access to capital and finance, uh, particularly for founders who maybe wouldn't have had the opportunity otherwise to raise capital uh, and for investors who maybe, uh, you know, didn't have a seat at the table. Um, they could now become uh, investors along with, you know, the 1%. Um, and so I really liked that idea. Um, and I thought, you know, I think, when you look at kind of students today or even personal finance, um, a lot of it's really inaccessible. Um, something like 95% of private student loans require uh, a cosigner or collateral. Um, almost all of them require some kind of credit score, which, you know, a lot of, a lot of young people don't have. Um, and so I, I linked up with one of my friends uh, from uh, University of Oklahoma 
Um, and we kind of jammed on ideas on, you know, how can we build an alternative underwriting model that doesn't require credit score? Um, how can we build friendlier financing uh, that sets students uh, up for success after college? Uh, and how can we do all of this in a way that other private lenders aren't doing today, where they're actually incentivized to invest in the students uh, and play an active role in their success? Uh, and so that came up with the benefit. So that's the that's the Avenify background, and then so what's your what's your role at Avenify, and do you have a interesting fact about yourself that you could share with the listeners as well? Yeah, so my role day to day, I work on student marketing. Uh, I do a little bit of investor relations with our capital markets uh, partners and and uh, accredited investors on the platform. Um, I work on kind of front end and, and product design uh, for the dashboard and, and investor portal. Um, so, uh, and then my co-founder does most of the um, kind of underwriting stuff and, and backend uh, development. Um, Am I yeah. right in thinking that Eventify for, for the technology sake at the moment though, you, you've built it on almost effectively like a no code stack. Is that right? Oh, Justin, I think I've lost you. There we go. Yeah, do you want to start that question over? Sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, am I right in thinking that for... Uh, let, me, let me try that one more time. Am I right in thinking that at the moment, Eventify runs on like a no-code stack because it's really this almost like a marketplace? Yeah, so we've we've done a lot of work um, on on uh, the platform itself, and we actually started off uh, building out the dashboard for students and investors um, with code, uh, and we ended up pivoting to more of a, a no-code solution. So right now, our like landing page is built in Webflow, our whole student application flow is built in Webflow and Google Sheets and Zapier. Um, and then our uh, investor marketplace or investors can actually view students who are raising on the platform. Uh, that's all built uh, and no code as well. Um, and I think something that we learned after you know building all of this in code was that it's such a, a slow process to iterate uh, and, and improve or pivot ideas if you need to. Uh, and where we really found the value in no code was being able to, to really rapidly iterate uh, after validating some idea uh, or, or invalidating that idea. Um, and so now that we kind of have more of a structure on that student application side, we can start to think about, okay, how do we, you know, turn this experience into something more robust and, and something a little bit more scalable with code. Um, and so I think for us, no code is really a great to experiment and figure out what you actually need to build before you spend time to Very cool. So, so we have the story of where this came from, your background. I'm wondering like why this, I, I know you were working with Republic, but like why did you, why have you, you, know, you had a number of different products before, why this product, why, why this problem? Yeah, I think it's something that's, that's pretty close to uh, both my um, reasons we really experienced student loan crisis it's a problem that's you know uh, affecting our generation continuing to worsen. Um, and so I think we kind of had this unique insight as young people that were also experienced in, in building startups to go out and build a product that you know we would actually want to use ourselves uh, and something that you know we can send to our friends that are still in college and say you know hey 
you know, what do you think of this? Or, uh, you know, share this with your friends. Um, and so I think it's really just about like, uh, you know, finding a problem that, that we're, we're passionate about and that we've been affected by that, you know, we feel like we have some uh, kind of unique insight or experience to build off of uh, and going from there. Um, and then I think kind of on a broader level, uh, I'm really excited about uh, kind of this asset class developing and, and kind of this new category that uh, we're helping create. Um, you know, ISAs have been around since like, I think, 1955. Um, There's a small experiment uh, in the 70s at Yale, um, but they haven't really taken off until recently when they've been, you know, popularized by these coding boot camps. Um, and so I think we saw a great opportunity for Identify to enter the space and really be a leader uh, in pioneering this kind of alternative finance. Very cool. Movement. So it, I find this so interesting because the way that student loans work in the UK, where I did my degree, it, it is effectively an ISA. It is an income share agreement. You can call it a loan, but it, it never goes on your credit record. You... It gets written off after a certain number of years. There's really kind of a maximum and a minimum you need to earn to, to pay it off. Uh, and watching it develop in the U.S. has been really interesting where I feel like I've been screaming at my computer screen being like, yes, this is how we have done this. But um, it's been interesting to see yeah, how yeah, it's been exactly. popularized, re at least really in the media through the likes of like Lambda School. Right. And and that is a, I can see that being a very compelling proposition. You 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 do this remote. Uh, coding school and then you get a job and then you pay off your isa afterwards like how for this for, for the idea of just okay we're gonna we're gonna completely do isas for student loans how did you how did you even validate this idea that this was going to work and you could find investors for it and you could find students for it yeah well i think the biggest thing uh and and you know not specific to identify but for any startup is just you know going and talking to customers um and so you know identify uh, originally started out as a servicing platform uh and the idea was that we would provide the uh, back-end infrastructure for universities to launch and manage their own isa programs uh and so what tim and i really wanted to do was validate you know do universities like the idea of income share agreements uh, and would they be willing to pay for a solution uh, for that? And so we ended up renting uh, an RV, uh, moved into that for three months and drove, you know, 10,000 miles around the country just visiting college campuses. Um, and what we found out was that, you know, uh, with our recent background as students, it was much easier for us to build kind of a consumer solution. Uh, and so we turned those conversations into talking with students, handing out brochures on campus. Uh, and what we found was like the idea is really intuitive to these students. And like you said, with financing and, and the UK, uh, you know, it just comes so naturally to, to a lot of people uh, who think about, you know, I will pay whatever, you know, the, the ROI of this education is like, you know, why are we paying this fixed amount when outcomes are so varied across uh, different universities and programs? Um, and so on the student side, you know, we, uh, we talked with them in person, we spun up a, a landing page and a wait list um, and a couple ads, and we saw a lot uh, a lot of great traction there. Um, and then on the investor side, it was a lot of the same stuff. So reaching out to people on our network, um, you know, reaching out to people interested in alternative assets and figuring out, you know, what a compelling return profile is, what kind of protections they would want built in. Um, and, you know, so far it's been really successful. We've launched our first two uh, ISA funds. Um, we've issued, uh, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars in, in origination volume to students. Um, and so, you know, we're still continuing to, to validate certain things about it and certain new things that we're trying. Um, but I think that, you know, it all just comes down to uh, talking with your customers. So 
Um, the the early validation stuff. <laughs> I love that story. I know you told me it before, but I think it's amazing. <laughs> then you validated that like individual students. For, that for the most part, at the beginning, they kind of topped up their funding, right? They didn't take a full loan. They didn't take a full tuition through an ISA. It, it was very much like a third of the final year or whatever. Um, I, I think I'm right in saying that. And then, like, how did you, from from point of validation to, like, today, how did you go and acquire students? Was that really easy? Yeah, I mean, we, we have more students on the platform uh, than we're able to fund uh, at the moment. And I think that's just because, you know, there's there's been so much demand uh, on the student side over the past few years for some alternative to student loans, whether it's scholarships or grants or whatever it is, um, that students are, uh, you know, really excited about trying anything that's, <laughs> that's not loans. Um, and so most of our work has just been on that capital market side and figuring out uh, you know, how can we acquire investors and institutions that are excited about, you know, both making an impact uh, for students uh, and, uh, you know, earning earning that financial return. And then, so it's, I mean, Eventify is a marketplace, right? So how do you, like, what does the next year look like in terms of acquiring more investors in these ISAs? Yeah, so something that we're uh, working on rolling out is more of kind of a student focus on the profiles that we have listed um, on the market today. Um, and so if you look at the marketplace today, it's like, you know, see the basics about, you know, what they're studying, um, you know, what their GPA is. Um, we give you a little bit of an insight into how much they previously borrowed, whether it's like lower than average or about average or very high. Um, and then we, you know, give you that projected IRR income share. Um, and so what we really want to do is, you know, we want to have kind of a personal touch to it, right? Where if you invest on a company on Republic or if you back a cause on GoFundMe or a product on Kickstarter, um, you don't just, you know, see the product and, and see, you know, oh, we're going to be a billion dollar company in five years. Um, you get to learn about the story of that. You get to learn about the origination and, and, you know, where the founders came from and where they hope to see it go. Um, and so we really want to put an emphasis on these students and build a benefit to be more than just a financing platform. Uh, and so part of that is just telling their story uh, and, and, you know, hopefully giving some kind of connection to the investors that, that want to back them and be more than just an investor. Awesome. Uh, what do you think has been your hardest challenge so far? Mm, hardest challenge? Um, yeah, I think I think there are a lot of challenges that come with just being, you know, such an such an early mover in the space. Um, there are only a couple uh, other consumer ISA platforms in the market uh, today, and so um, you know everything that that we're doing and, and everything that they're doing, we're kind of learning as we go. Um, and so I think one of those challenges is just figuring out, you know, what best practices are, not just for financing terms, but also kind of how we position it on. Uh, on the website or the language that we use to to attract students uh, or the language we use in, in the application. Um, you know, if you're building, uh, you know, if you're building Uber for X, right, you have some kind of template on, on what that should look like. Um, and what we want to do is really kind of reinvent the student financing experience and start from scratch and say, you know, we know the current solution isn't working. Um, and so what does that ideal experience look like uh, and really start from the bottom and, and build up from there? Awesome. The uh, so we've we've managed to zip through this a lot faster than uh, than I normally do, which is great. I think Eventify has a really clear cut, coherent story. Um, the 
I'm wondering what uh, piece of content or book you would recommend uh, to people listening to the podcast. You probably have listened or have read or consumed in the last, let's say, year. Like, what is what would be a what would be a book that has like had a profound impact on your year so far? Mm, I think I, I find a lot of value in. Um, reading kind of stories about other other admirable entrepreneurs. Um, I think, you know, there's a tendency to read a lot of kind of business books or um, kind of more like, like almost technical guides about, you know, things to consider when starting a company. And I think those are okay at laying a foundation for, for what you need to start that company. But um, I think the more that uh, you know, I've, I've been starting things. I found a lot more value in reading stories about people and figuring out kind of what lessons I can abstract from them. Um, and so some of my favorite books there are like, uh, how to turn down a billion dollars, which is about, um, uh, Evan Spiegel and Bobby Murphy at Snapchat, um, hatching Twitter about, uh, you know, Ev biz and, and Jack Dorsey at Twitter. Um, there's a wild ride, uh, about Travis Kalanick and, and Uber, um, and so I think, you know, those books are, uh, you know, not only useful in, in thinking about uh, kind of lessons that you can learn from from other entrepreneurs, but um, I think also really motivating. Um, and, you know, startups, as I'm sure you know, are like uh, super difficult. And so I think anywhere that you can find some kind of like uh, inspiration or kind of, uh, you know, reignite that drive. Um, I think those are those are really important. I love the, uh, the uh, I've totally forgotten the name of it now, but the Snapchat book. I read the Snapchat book last, beginning of January, January 2019. And uh, I, I thought, I honestly thought it was amazing. I read this book and thought, Evan Spiegel is so underrated. And I went and bought Snapchat stock. And it's <laughs> doubled in price. I think it's more than doubled in price since I bought the stock. That's like, a that's a great testament to the book right there. Yeah, read the book and I mean, buy some buy some stock. <laughs> you know, I play I play that over my mind over and over again, and think you know if I read if I read the book today, I would still buy the stock, and the and the stock is valued at twice. So it just shows you like how much timing and complete complete luck is involved <laughs> in investing. But um, awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for for joining me, Justin. This has been fantastic. I, I'm so glad we get to to share the story of Benefy. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Awesome. And so, Justin, thank you so much for taking the time to get on the call with me. Full disclosure, the first time we set up to record, I accidentally missed the timing. I spent the beginning of the month in London and I'm back in California and the time zones are absolutely messing my body up, which makes me a weakling, I think. I just wanted to add that uh, something we discussed after the interview was, you know, Venify started as a marketplace that was kind of ISAs to all investors from anyone can come in and focus on the ISA. And what they've really learned in there was when you do a marketplace, you need to focus pretty severely on one of two things, either geographic location or category. And so Venify has, through their process, moved into a focus on category and they at the moment, almost exclusively focus on nursing degrees. So if you know anyone in the US that's studying nursing or about studying nursing, definitely send them to Eventify. And, and that way, it means that when you're building an asset class of these ISAs, there's a very, very consistent profile. Like we know what a salary of a nurse will be after they graduate. We know by the location of the university, you know, what the odds of graduation are with the 
nursing degree and we also know where the location of them getting and anyway it just it totally changes the number of assumptions and factors in building kind of a financial model for an investor to say hey you should come and invest in this new isa thing so uh, anyway thank you for all of the lessons uh, and the wisdom justin that was fantastic really really love learning about the space i think what you guys are doing the other marketplaces are doing and what lambda is doing is phenomenal and really over the next 10 years is going to reshape the way that america works and educates its people and until next time this was the first 1000 thanks everybody